What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Smart Dummies Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marcus. And I'm your host, B. Reed. Betty, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Had a nice weekend uh, that was about to go to shit for you real real quick um, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't very wasn't very pleasant early in that game, man. But, I mean, they show resilient. They've been close to coming. Uh, well, we talk about the OU coming back on Baylor. They were down 28-3 at halftime. They were down 31-10 to and ended up controlling the second half, holding them scoreless, coming back to win the game 34-31. to but yeah, man, I was I was really disappointed, man. I was really disappointed, and it hurts, man, for him to be you know a veteran quarterback, being in such big games, man. He's been making some terrible mistakes in big games. He had uh, two fumbles, one uh, like trying to like stand on the ball or something to hold himself up. He fumbled on the one running into the end zone. He threw a pick in the end zone. I mean, he just played terrible in the second half. And even though, I mean, the first half, and even though we won that game, the most telling thing for me is they really dialed back the offense for him. So I have real questions if that dude could be an NFL quarterback because they went down to the basics of just running the ball, throwing little amateur, you know, routes, simplifying the offense all the way down to just playing ball control. Yeah, it was it was a real problem. I was actually shocked. I turned the game off once uh once OU was down twenty eight three, um and then all of a sudden I just started started seeing all this momentum coming back. And if you're Baylor, man, <laughs> what can you say? Yeah, what can you say? Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen the defense play that well. I mean, they've had moments where they play well, but the whole Baylor scoreless in the second half was very impressive because that's not something that you can usually count on from the defense, especially being down. Now, I, I expected the offense at some point to start scoring. That was never in question to me. I didn't think we could get like four or five, six stops in a row. So I was very impressed by that. Um, but what do you think this does for Ohio, or excuse me, for Oklahoma's playoff chances? I mean, I, I mean, like I said, the way it works out, I think it definitely helps them, especially with the Tua injury going down for Bama. Um, I'm not sure Bama can beat uh, – I'm not so sure that Bama can beat Auburn now. Um, I wasn't super impressed with Georgia. So if they get another loss, you, mean, you still have – Man, you know what? The the whole thing with Georgia, I still do not agree with them being a top four team. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, they're, they're a solid squad, but I'm, not I'm just not impressed with them. Yeah, their offense isn't – isn't great. I mean, their defense is really good, but their defense have their moments too. I think they're going to get blown out by LSU, but that has to happen. You know what I mean? I, I'm just not super impressed by Georgia. So I'm, you, I'm with you on that. So if you take Georgia now, out of it, you still have Oregon lingering, and that's going to be the biggest problem. Who do you think is better right now? And I know I asked you this last week. Ohio State or LSU? The number one and two teams in the country. Right now, man, I right now, man, I think I have to go with LSU just because I believe in the competition that LSU's playing a little bit more than I believe in the Big Ten. I mean, I know that a lot of times LSU, I mean, Ohio State can look like the competition isn't super strong, but then they come into the college football playoffs and they still look dominant. So I'll give them that. I just really like this LSU team, and I like Burrow. He's tough. He can throw the ball. Fields can throw it, too. I just like LSU's overall team 
speed. And those corners, the, the thing about LSU is usually when they're they're fast, they're big too. Like those dudes are like big. And I know Ohio State has some big dudes too, but I'm just talking about from corner to linebacker. Everybody just looks so big and fast. I'm almost positive though that Ohio State's entire defensive backfield is going to be first, second round picks. Uh, I, I mean, that, I agree. They always have some good secondary players, man. They've been putting in first round, second round cornerbacks for shit the last, past five years. Yeah, um, and the, I mean that the, Ohio State just has pros everywhere on the field. So does LSU, but I mean Ohio State, you they're built like SEC teams used to be built, to where you know it looked like you're going against pros uh, when you play them. And and I'm I'm super impressed with Ohio State right now. I I fuck everything else, right? Like I don't give a shit about Clemson. I don't give a shit about Georgia. I don't give a shit about Alabama. I don't give a shit about Oregon, Oklahoma. You none of it. I, I want to see LSU, OSU. I, that's all I want to see <laughs> yeah. at this point. I'm an OU fan. I want to see LSU and Ohio State because they both are playing at a at an elite level right now. And I'm hoping Ohio State. Ohio State has a bit bit tougher schedule than LSU. LSU kind of played their their tough games besides Georgia. Um, Ohio State still have to face Penn State. I think they still yep. have to play Michigan, and then they have to play yep. uh, what? I guess it'll be Minnesota or Wisconsin. Which one? No, that's. I think that's it for Ohio State because they're. Now they got to play the Ohio championship State. game. They got to play somebody from the other side, and I think Minnesota's on the other side. Yeah, so they they have they have two games left, and then they they have the championship game. Yeah. So, um, we'll see, man. That's that's all I want to see at this point. Um, we talked about Alabama a little bit. So, of course, Nick Saban's being criticized because Tua Tagliova got hurt. It looks like a severe injury that could potentially mess up his career. Congratulations uh, on the name. <laughs> you know, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> um, so, looks like he's got a hip injury, that, a dislocated hip, similar to everyone's throwing out the Bo Jackson injury, but, I mean, it's a bunch of Twitter doctors, so who knows. Um Hindsight's twenty twenty. I definitely don't agree with Nick Saban, you know, getting blasted here. I mean, I, I get it in some regards because he probably, I mean, he just had ankle surgery two weeks before, three weeks before. Um, and Nick did say that was his last series that they were just trying to get some practice in. And I get all that. Um, injuries are part of the game, but this is why, though. right. This is why I think the players should be paid. I mean, at the end of the day, two is maybe he's still. I mean, he'll still get drafted, but does he still get drafted in the first round? I don't think so. Well, I thought I thought him going in the first round was going to be questionable anyway, um, just because if you look at the tape, the first year where he had that spectacular performance in the championship game, he didn't play a full season. And even in that game, he was vulnerable to the pass rush. Then you get into his second season, he had trouble with the ankle. Uh, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is this is all behind an elite offensive line like Alabama has an elite offensive line I mean they consistently put in first second third rounders from their offensive line if the dude can't hold up <laughs> under that offensive line how's he gonna look if he gets drafted by the Dolphins or the Titans or one of these other teams or the Bengals or the Bengals you know what I mean like the teams that are we're looking that we were talking about taking to in like the first round their offensive lines are trash and you can't really even survive you know, behind Alabama. I mean, whether it's the ankle, now you, you hurt your hip on a kind of a routine rollout play that he got hurt on. 
I mean, I just, I just don't know. I mean, I think he's definitely, it's unfair, but I think he's definitely going to have to come back for another year, which he probably would have came out this year if they were successful, but he's going to have to come back. He has to, right? I mean, at this point, too much money on the line um, to risk. I mean, now you're probably going to be drafting the fourth, fifth, sixth round, somewhere back there. I'm not, uh, I'm not super positive that he gets drafted just because of the injury history. And that's that might be true, too. No, 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 no. Some somebody will somebody will draft him. I mean, there's too many. There's too many bad quarterbacks in the league to where someone won't throw. I mean, Mike Mayock would throw a flyer at that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that's what that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he'll get drafted, of course. But are you going to get drafted in a situation where you would ever really have an opportunity to be a starter without? I mean, because once you start getting drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, the, though, the that's, climb is hard. Yeah, that's the back of quarterback role. You're getting drafted probably by the Patriots. That's going to yep. sit on you for like three years. A yep. team that sees value in you, that can draft you, but you're going to be playing behind someone that you may not be able to take the position. They're going to control your rights, and that's going to be the, the major reason why they draft you is because they want to control your rights for a couple of years. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I said in the beginning I'm not – I'm not. I think Tua is talented. Um I'm not convinced that he is a franchise quarterback for the very reason that I thought he was slight. And also, and I know it's become popular now, but if you go back and listen to a couple episodes at the start of the season, you'll hear. He reminds me a lot of Matt Liner. Not in the way that just just in he has better the position. Strength, though. He has way I, I don't mean strength. anything yeah. physical. I'm just I'm not impressed with him, right? I, I'm I am more of the mind that it's everything around Tua that makes him great that I am this guy's a franchise quarterback. I will say he can't throw the ball, man. He can't. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the better deep ball throwers. I mean, we take for granted that throwing that ball deep, that this is going to be accurate and fall in that bread basket. But he puts it on those receivers in like perfect position. He doesn't throw a lot of picks. He's relatively smart with the football. My concern is he's small. uh, And, once you get ripped, once you really start getting pressure on him, you can see it. Like he's not. Oh, he gets antsy. He don't yeah. want to get hit. He's small. Yeah, he's not that quarterback where you keep taking hits and hits, and he gets better and he gets up. That's not him, man. I mean, you've seen it from Georgia. You saw it from Clemson hitting him. You saw it from Georgia the first time in the championship game. We forget that that last play for him to win the championship was a fucking busted coverage. Before that, he took like a twenty-six yard sack. And everybody thought the game was over. He took a really bad sack running backwards. And it just, I don't know. I still don't know how Georgia fucking busted that coverage. But that should not have happened. That that The, the play of the game would have been Tua taking a sack. And the whole right. narrative around Tua would have been different if Georgia didn't bust that coverage and leave. Oh, boy, I don't even know who it was. Was it Ridley? It was somebody that he left wide the fuck open. It oh, was it really? Who was that? I don't know. He left somebody, but I don't even know how the dude got open. Like never was, been more open in yeah, his life. It's like nobody was even guarding him, but it, but and everybody forgets the play before that. Tua took a terrible sack. They were backed yep. up like thirty yards. They weren't even in field goal range. Yep. So, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't care about anything until I see Ohio State LSU. That's all I want to see. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that think Clemson is the sleeping giant, which could be i mean that they they're built for the playoffs and they've just kind of been moseying along but um i gotta see ohio state at lsu that's 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 the only college football game i want to see within the next three weeks hopefully hopefully we see it in the first round and oh you can match up with clemson and you know at least get in the championship game and get blown out <laughs> y'all ain't getting in there man leave it alone 
Hey, we okay. still got a chance. We got we got, Let's get we got Baylor, TCU, a ranked OSU team, then Baylor again, who will probably be ranked 13. Telling Utah, I mean uh, Oregon, they schedule not looking too good, and uh, Auburn keep taking hits. Auburn might have well, four or five losses. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but we know Auburn's a good team, but they, I mean, they're just not the best team in the SEC. So do we? I mean, if you only lost us to Auburn, they're supposed to be a good ACC team, but they finish finish with four losses. Shit, Baylor only gonna have two. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get to NFL, man. Not not a great weekend for the NFL as a whole. Like the. The games yesterday weren't good. I mean that that Sunday night game was piss poor. Yeah. Um, the 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 morning game stunk. Uh, the afternoon game stunk. You had I I know you were watching the Patriots game. Uh, I was watching the Raiders game. Both ended seventeen to ten. I mean just not good games to watch. And they weren't defensive struggles. <laughs> I mean it was just football. it was just bad football. <laughs> um, but so the NFL put the games aside for a second. They got some problems. Okay. You got Miles Garrett uh, <laughs> trying to literally kill a man. Um, now, a lot of people saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen that we all simply know that's not true. Quick Google search. We can go find some dirtier shit than this. Yeah. Um, shit, just on the field of playing football. Like, on the field damn alone. Damn near killed. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? So I'm not worried, really worried about that. It's a bad look for the NFL. The, the problem that I have with this whole Miles Garrett thing is the fact that Mason Rudolph didn't get a suspension just a fine? Come on, man! Like, so what did this he dude do? instigated the whole damn thing. What did he do? Because I didn't see the whole clip. Like when you see it on the internet, I wasn't watching the game. So what did he do to deserve a suspension? So he gets taken down by Miles Garrett. Right, balls away. Garrett hits him just as as he releases the ball, pulls him to the ground. Okay. So. Miles Garrett probably talking shit as he's going down. Yeah. Mason's trying to get out from under him. Next thing you know, Mason Rudolph is trying to pull Miles Garrett's helmet off. Trying to pull it off unsuccessfully. So Miles Garrett realizes he's trying to get his helmet pulled off. He grabs homeboy by by the face mask, yanks him up like a rag doll. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mason Rudolph is kicking this man in the nuts, which is pissing him off even more. So he yanks him up again, pulls his helmet off. The lineman, uh, I think it was Charlie, or not, who the hell is Villanueva? Alejandro Villanueva, not Charlie Villanueva, damn. <laughs> Charlie uh, Villanueva. This so, dude has too much random NBA knowledge in his head. Charlie it, it's crazy, Villanueva. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> that, t- that shows y'all what we care about. Uh, so he pulls he pulls, uh, he pulls, pulls Miles Garrett back. Next thing you know, Mason Rudolph coming back, asking for some more. He's just like, yo, still talking shit. And... Um, Miles Garrett swings the helmet, busts him over the dome with it, and then you got your boy Marquise Pouncey. You need everybody need a friend like that, he, man. He about that life. Everybody need a friend <laughs> like about, that. I mean, he's he, like the Morris he's kicking. Twin. <laughs> yeah, everybody need the Morris twin. You know what I mean? You don't want to be on the wrong side of them cats, the Pounceys and the Morrises. But then again, don't mess with them cats. The Pounceys are from Florida. I think they played with Hernandez. So they I mean, did. That's, that whole, that's a that different shit. type of real. You know that I mean? whole Florida team running around with convicts <laughs> left and right. Shit. So Cam Newton was he was a minor convict on that one, stealing laptops yeah, or whatever he was that's doing. It. So. A little minor, minor <laughs> felony. He ain't the violent type. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. So Mason Rudolph definitely instigated a lot of this and should have at least been given a game. Miles Garrett, I don't believe he should, his career should be over. He should be in prison, whatever. Rest of the season, without pay, we'll see you next year. Take the rest of the year off, brother. I get it. 
That's where that's how I feel about it. Man, I think you're blaming the victim here, man. I think you're you're victim blaming here, you know. I mean, if you got a, you got a monster like Miles Garrett on you, you don't know what he's gonna do. So kicking, you're trying to defend yourself. You get up, and the dude takes your helmet after you're coming off after you're coming off of one of the one of the most scariest concussions that we've seen in a while, and he tries to beat you in the head with the helmet. No matter I'm what not excusing Miles Garrett. That's an overreaction to the public. No doubt. But I know that if I'm rolling up to a dude that's twice my size talking shit, I got to expect to get I mean, hit. Everybody talks shit. That's the game. I Talk mean, shit, get hit. That's the yeah, oldest. Get, that, yeah, hit him. Hit him with your hand. I think Push Jesus, Jesus de Cristo said that back in the day. Talk man. shit, get hit. Yeah, but you can't hit him with his fucking helmet. That's crazy. Hey, I agree. You could you could have killed the man. Him. Yeah, if you'd have punched him in the face, that'd be different. Slung him down. Any of those things. Once you take his helmet and then you use the helmet as a weapon to hit him in his head, that's a whole different level of crazy. And the problem well, that just is, goes to show you, that's some cold blooded shit. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And the, and the the real problem here is. Garrett came in and he didn't have this resume, but all year he's been slowly building this resume as a dirty player. I mean, remember what he did in Jets game? I think it was week two, week three. Ended Trevor Simeon's season. He ended Trevor Simeon's season. He had probably, what, five hits, five personal foul penalties or something. He got like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in penalties just blatantly hitting the quarterback after. He's been doing it since week one. He's built up this resume. Everyone knows he's going to do it because these teams look at film of your previous games. So they know they now he's labeled as a dirty player. So once he does that and he hits Miles Rudolph, they're already on edge. Because like I said, Rudolph is already coming off an injury from getting hit like that. So yeah, Rudolph is going to be mad because it was a little bit after the play like he always does. He hits people late after the play. He overreacted. Man, listen. I don't, I don't think Pouncey should have got three games. I think just on, on the game, Pouncey should have just got one game. I, mean, I agree with you on that. I don't think Pouncey should have got three shit. Games, man. Now, I will say he that's what you're asking for. You want him to to protect his his quarterback. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a center, right? He's a center. Yeah, you got that yeah. good connection with your quarterback. They probably practice, you know, go off to the side, take snaps together. You know what I'm saying? He probably buy on steak dinners. He's, that's what he's supposed to do, man. You could argue that the NFL not suspending Racing Rudolph was punishment enough for the Steelers because he was terrible. <laughs> Let's not forget he was god awful. He does. I mean, he, he, I thought he would be better. And it's funny because he's actually set up in a position for success just because he has so much familiarity with his receivers. I mean, he played college football with James Washington. Deontay Johnson was on the practice squad, I mean, on the second team with him. All those players that he's throwing to, he doesn't have any real, except for Juju. Other than that, he should be doing better. But he's just not good. They should have kept Dobbs. I mean, I had, they had too much play, you know, too much faith. And Mason Rudolph, and they shipped Dobbs to the Jags where he's sitting on the bench. And that dude was 10 times better than Mason Rudolph. And can we pump the brakes on a lot of things, okay? Like Steelers people or people who, whatever. Big Ben ain't done because you see the alternative. Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew, nice story. He ain't ready. Gardner Gardner is. I will say. I like him, but he needs another year. I don't know, man. But, I, I, I wasn't impressed with Nick Foles and anything Nick Foles did. I mean, they got Nick Foles back and threw it 35 times. Why? They but, ran the ball but, nine times. <laughs> let me ask you this. You think that Carolina is looking at Kyle Allen like, yeah, we never want to see Cam again? Yeah, that's a different story, though. Kyle Allen, he's he's average at best. He's a backup. He's Ryan Well, it, it, it was a controversy up until a week ago. 
Yeah. Now, I, now we're seeing, yo, this dude is. But was no, it really a controversy in Carolina? Is that just media talk? It was a controversy. How many times did you see people like, it's very likely Cam Newton has paid, played his last yeah, down just, for the Panthers? That's just media You saw talking. that everywhere. Rivi, 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 what is his name? Riviera or whatever his name? Ron Rivera. Rivera ain't letting Cam go. Yeah, but then what? You see all these reports Cam would welcome a trade to the Bears. We'll get to the Bears. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is bad, and I know I say that every week. Bro, you just but, jumped around to bad quarterbacks. If you go focus on bad quarterbacks, you know that's like 16. I'm just saying, man. Quarterback league. play in the NFL is lacking. It is. Because uh, now I don't even know what to think about James Winston. Shit happens to Jameis Winston that he's ass. Shit happens to Jameis Winston that that doesn't happen to other people though. I I've never. (laughs) You talking about the man Howard Pitt? That one. He had another one just like it, like later on in the game. I've never seen the shit that happens to Jameis Winston. Like that's how you know it's bad luck. Like it only happens to that motherfucker. I've never seen anything like Jameis. Bro, you got these career backups that's just gonna kind of be floating around. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Um, with Andy Dalton, you know, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, like the NFL is full of bad quarterbacks, and that's part of the reason why people have such a strong argument when they keep saying Colin Kaepernick should at least get a shot. Because I mean, one thousand percent, you have so many bad quarterbacks. But now, I cannot. So let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. He holds his workout well. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. So what happened was Colin Kaepernick was scheduled a workout by the NFL. It was supposed to be at, uh, I don't know what Atlanta Falcon Stadium. I was about to call it the Georgia Dome, but it's not called that. So it was at the Falcon Stadium. It was supposed to have like a premier camera crew, 25 NFL team scouts, all professional, have professional receivers out there, all this. The one thing I will say is Cap knew about this shit earlier in the week. <laughs> he changed the schedule like three hours before the workout to go to like a high school because he said he wants his own camera production and he wants his own receivers. Only eight teams showed up from that workout, from the NFL workout to his own personal workout. Kind of a slap in the face because the NFL held the workout. But I think one of the sticking points was... It was a closed session, and he wanted it to be an open session, and he wanted the media in. So the venue that he selected allowed the media to come in there, but all NFL teams didn't. Now, Stephen Abe is real upset about this. (laughs) So he went on a rant because he's saying that Kaepernick just wants to be a martyr, and he doesn't really want to play in the NFL because the NFL was trying to shield some of these teams that might be there and decide that they don't want to take a chance on Cap. Well, from Cap's perspective, I mean, I wouldn't trust NFL either. I wouldn't trust NFL to be in control of all the highlights and clips of his workout and for it to be a closed session and the only NFL team seal. I mean, he has a right to that, but also at what point are you shooting yourself in the foot if you're really trying to get back in the league? Yeah. Um, I keep going back and forth on, on how I feel about this. Um, I Listen, I think it's over. Okay, I don't think I still don't think we see Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL ever again. Um, do I think he could play? One thousand percent, I think he could still play in the NFL. But I'm also I I know the NFL doesn't want him. I know that, that if they didn't at least allow this workout to happen, that they were bringing out they were 
likely bringing on another lawsuit and there's other sides of it right where you had so many owners um you had so many owners ask if it was okay if they attend which further leads to belief that this is collusion yeah or you know maybe the nfl just said whatever the case may be but i'm not fully convinced that cap wants to play i'm not i'm not either man i mean i think he wants to play on his own terms but the problem with that is i know people will say it's unfair this that and the other but he's pretty much fighting a corporation, a monopoly corporation at that. You know what I mean? So what what leverage do you have? I mean, you can be a martyr. You can go out there and say, hey, I'm only going to do it on my own terms. But then on the other hand, you're saying that you really want to play. At some point in time, if you really want to play, you're going to have to bend a little bit. And I think that the first step of him bending would have been to just go to their workout. If you wanted to hold another private workout, after or on another day where you're where you're filming maybe you do go to this workout and you don't like the things coming out of this workout where they say that you're not you're not throwing i mean because at the end of the day it depends on what type of prospect you are coming out of the draft you know if you throw at the combine or you do your own pro day you know what i mean so if yep. you're a high pro if you got a high profile and you're coming out of college then you may not need to throw at the uh the combine because there's it's only down from there all you can do is mess up so you schedule your own pro day. You go to your pro day. Everybody's already high on you. You don't want to go down. But if you're one of those up-and-comer players that need to prove yourself, then, I mean, you kind of shit out of luck. You have to go to the combine and get your stock up, and you have to throw. You don't like it. The only thing I can I can say from Kaepernick's standpoint was, like, the NFL tried to appoint him receivers to use, and I, I get it. Like, I don't trust anything that the NFL is sending me. Not a, not a damn thing. So I, I, I mean, I agree. I agree, but you have to – you have to compromise at some point. I mean, it can't be two stubborn bulls hitting heads, and you don't have any leverage. That's the problem because he can't Correct. really he can't really talk about the NFL because he took the settlement. Once you yep. take the settlement, you can't really go into specifics about the collusion. So everything that you said about collusions may be correct, but once you took that settlement, now you can't even speak on it because you took the money. So now, if you really want to get back in the NFL, you're gonna have to bend at some point. And this would have been the this would have been the point where you been you go ahead and you go to their workout and then go have your own private workout. He could have scheduled one for Saturday and one for Sunday. If you're thinking that no scouts would show, well, shit, eighteen show. So some there's some teams that show interest. You know what I mean? I just think that if his agent was any good at his job, they could have did a pro day type situation. They could have did an NFL type situation. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to get to. Speaking of quarterbacks, we were wrong on somebody. Lamar Jackson? No. We'll get Ooh. to him. Oh. Who was we wrong? They're going to have to pay Dak Prescott, man. Oh, I wasn't wrong. You know, I've been saying that shit for a long time. They're going to have to pay Dak. Big money, too. He's going to be the they, highest they, paid quarterback in the league. They're going to have to pay Dak. Because um, over the last 16 games, he's thrown for nearly 5,000 yards. Um, now, on the flip side of that, you just paid Zeke. You got to pay Amari Cooper, right? If you're paying Dak, you... Because Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup has made such a jump. Because of Amari Cooper, though. Like, I mean, that might be true, but that's not what they don't look at because Amari trying to get like $20 million a year. You just can't pay Amari that, bro. You can't pay Amari $20 million. There ain't no way you can pay Zeke, then come back and play Dak. And then pay the defensive players that you pay, the offensive lineman players that you pay, and then be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give this wide receiver $20 million. They ain't got enough cap for that, bro. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what the Cowboys do. They're in an interesting situation because they 1,000% have to pay Dak. The, the Dak, Jared Goff, ain't, look, that comparison's over. Uh, Dak is, Dak is, and you and I talked about this. Um, I wasn't necessarily on board with paying him uh, the, the full, you know, everything. But one thing I got to say, uh, Dak is, I mean, he is a winner. And I've said that from the beginning. Like, his resume going back to college, that dude is a winner. He just, and that's what he does. He just wins games. Well, the thing about, the thing about it is, man, when you talk to Cowboys fans and you talk to regular fans, one thing they'll tell you, he ain't won no Super Bowl. He ain't been out the first round, man. It does not matter. None of that shit matters when you're talking about contracts. And you just look at straight stats. If any of that shit matter, Mike, uh, Matt Stafford wouldn't keep getting the bag every time he comes up and ain't did shit in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? He frequently gets $25, $30 million a year. And he ain't won nothing. And that's what it's all about. And that's what I've tried to say, tell people at Dallas Cowboy fans is that I don't care what you think of Dak. What you need to do is you need to pay Dak before Wentz gets his extension and before Goff get their extension. Because once they get their money, then you're in trouble. Yep. And now Goff has gotten his money, Wentz has gotten his money, and not only have they gotten their money, but Dak is outplaying them motherfuckers by a lot. Both of them. <laughs> Both and it ain't of close. Them. It is not close. And I'm a Wentz fan, but he is outplaying them by a lot. So when you compare the stats of Dak Prescott to the stats of Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and the money that they got. Everybody was laughing at the beginning of the year when his agent said he won 40. Now he might really get 40. And I ain't talking about 40 with his sentence. He might get 40 straight cash. Yep. <laughs> 40 a year with, like, some bonus money. He, he's probably going to get, like, 36, 38. But if they franchise tag him next year, this is just like the Russell Wilson situation. If people forget we had these same comparisons like, oh, only reason Russell Wilson is good is because of the defense and the defense supports him. But Russell Wilson's not doing this and Russell Wilson's not doing that. So Russell Wilson held out. He held out again and to the point, not held out, took the franchise tag two years in a row to the point where they had to pay him, set him up. He took a four-year contract. So now he has gotten two of the highest paid contracts ever. Kirk Cousins, same thing. Kirk Cousins been ass. He took the two franchise tags. And then boom, he gets the thirty million, or whatever, twenty-seven million a year guarantee. This is what's gonna happen with Dak. Their Dallas Cowboy fans are not gonna like every. As long as Jerry waits, the worse it is for Dak. I mean, worse it is for him. Yeah, I was about to say the better it is for Dak. The better it is for Dak. Um. So I we we talked about Lamar Jackson a little bit last week. That dude is cold, man. I mean, nice. You know what? And it's I there's there's really no nitpick that you can have other than yeah, he's not always accurate. But man, I, I watch him and I'm just impressed. I'm just I'm so impressed because you think that Michael Vick was Michael I the comparison is valid. Yeah. But and and Mike Vick had a better arm, but I don't think there's anything else Mike Vick did that's better than Lamar. Yeah, and I'm not even 100% sure he has a better arm. He had a stronger arm. Well, yeah, Mike could throw that Mike could throw yeah. that motherfucker 75 yards down the field. Yeah, that's why I said he had a stronger arm, but a better arm with like the accuracy. I don't know if it's better than Lamar Jackson. And, and he's the, bigger than than uh Michael Vick was, right? Mike Vick was like 6 foot, 6'1". Uh, I believe so. I'm not 100%. He was small compared to like Lamar is like 6'3". Yeah, and the thing about Lamar is, I, I watched Lamar in college, and the one thing I had doubts about Lamar in college is that really good quarterback, really accurate, but he made some, like, Jameis Winston-style mistakes in college. 
So that's the one thing that I had doubts about Lamar is not that his throwing ability, not that he couldn't do it, but his decision making was kind of bad at Houston. I mean, the the, the last I year thought his where, accuracy was an issue for sure, and it's it's still an issue at times. Yeah. But when when you cannot tackle this man, um, and he's amazing on tape. <laughs> I mean, he's incredible. Um, this dude's gonna it's win kinda, the MVP this year. And it's kind of like what we were talking about with like the LSU. Uh, thing right now, I mean, I know, I know San Francisco is good, but I really want to see Baltimore, Seattle. I want to see Lamar Jackson versus Russell Wilson. That's what I want to see in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, you know, and, and the, while we talk about bad quarterback play, there, there's a lot of young, exciting quarterbacks uh, in the league. But I, I got something to say, okay? And this may be controversial, but was the last time you remember that most of the young, exciting quarterbacks were black? Russell Deshaun Wilson, Watson, Russell Deshaun Wilson, Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick uh, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Jameis Winston, you know, they all Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, you know. <laughs> Cam Newton still, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, so, but just the the most exciting and the best quarterbacks, I mean, you could argue that shit, four of the top five quarterbacks are black quarterbacks. How often has that, that's never happened. Well, I don't know, because you had, um. Cause you had Donovan McNabb, um, shit. I just Steve McNair. Uh, yeah, but McNabb went on this what? level. He was. I mean, he was. I don't McNabb, know. Don't disrespect McNabb, man. McNabb was cold. I, he was, but and, I, and Steve McNair was cold. Oh, McNair was that dude. McNair I, I that trust dude. me. And so, how McNair gonna be that dude? But McNabb's not. Come on. Well, now. I think McNair is better than McNabb. Shit. I like yeah. both of them, but I think McNair. I, McNair I think that that people forget that McNair could have been a lot better if he didn't have Jeff Fisher as his coach. Imagine if McNair act. Imagine if McNair had Andy Reid. But imagine if uh, imagine if Andy Reid decided to get McNair a receiver before Terrell Owens. That's fair. But I mean, the point still even, stands. You can't even name a receiver that. Uh, Freddie Mitchell had. was cold. Oh, you, you pulled that out. You just pulled it out just because of theatrics. That motherfucker had one catch against the Green Bay Packers, and he crowned, he crowned himself people's champ because he caught a third and 26 ball. Other than that, he didn't do nothing. I don't, actually, I don't, I don't know if I can think of another receiver they had. Nah, you can't. I know you can't. I'm an Eagles fan. I had trouble remembering the name. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> uh, the number one receiver really is the one that I, I, I had trouble remembering his name. I remember what he looks like. Tom Pinkston was the second receiver. Oh, Todd Pinkston. I forgot he was around. He, and he was he dropped balls on a regular basis. Tom what about, Pinkston, oh, what's Hank his, what's Basket. His, Hank Basket. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they uh, had a, the number one dude. I can't remember his name. I always forget his name. But, yeah, man, he had some bad, like, bad receivers. Like, really yeah. <laughs> but, all right, but back to my point. To, have, to be able to go through quarterbacks like this, you know, as we said, Watson, Lamar, um, uh, Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I mean, that's are there quarter are there any quarterbacks better than those four right now? Plank Kyler Murray. Ah, uh, Kyler. Nah, Kyler. Man. I mean, he ain't on. The, he he's not there yet. But you but know what man, I mean. As a, as a rookie, he looks but really as, good. Yeah. So you know, I don't think that that's getting talked about a lot. But quietly, where in a day and age where we saw no black quarterbacks or just one or two or black quarterbacks were on a short leash. Quietly, it used to be uh, that style of play wouldn't win in NFL 
Yep. You can't play with that style of play. But now it's, it's the re- it's the reason that the Bears drafted Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. Um, at the end of the day, it really is. And you know the Patrick Mahomes thing, whatever that that okay, like no one saw that coming. But I mean, they kind of reached. I'm wondering what how did they fucking know? Like, because they kind of jumped high to get him. It was kind of out of order. Like I watched a lot of Patrick Mahomes. They came up 17 spots to get this cat. Yeah, like he must have fucking killed at their workout. I I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I watched Patrick Mahomes, but, I mean, there was a lot of holes in his game. Like, what did you see that you'd be like, I know he's the one. He just needs to sit, and I need to refine his technique. That's a a real Andy Reid thing right there. I mean, and it paid off. Oh, Jacoby Brissett forgot another one. Yeah, Jacoby looking good. I mean. It's a takeover. It's a takeover. You better not be too loud about it, though. I know. Keep it on because you sure ain't heard a damn thing about it. So some mysterious drug charges, a weed, mm-hmm. weed failures to come up. Because while everybody's talking about Sam Darnold, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, uh, you know, who's another quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, shit, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott. We forgot his name. Shit. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this goes on and on. Uh, there's so many black quarterbacks out there that are doing well, and I'm I'm shocked that no one's even talking about it. But yeah, anyway, nobody man. is. Ty. That's kind of funny because that's like eight quarterbacks. There's a revolution going on here for some. They used to say that they couldn't play the position at all, and now mm-hmm. some of the best quarterbacks in the league, definitely the best quarterback play that we've seen. If you're talking about uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, uh, that- those three right there are definitely leading the MVP race in my head. I mean, Dak's yeah. playing well, but if you're talking about the MVP race, I don't know if I can name a quarterback that deserves to be there more than those three. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, so, you know why that it's not been pointed out? Because racism, racism does not exist, okay? America's colorblind no. now. That shit's been over for years. For years. <laughs> okay? Get over it. Quit sitting around being a bum at home, baby. Shit. Hey, that's my, hey, that's my sweet spot. Bum <laughs> at home. That's <laughs> where I'm at my best. All right, man. So, Carmelo Anthony's back in the NBA. About time. They act uh, like my guy that had no skills. One of the best all-time scorers in the NBA. Couldn't get a job. And the funny part I, I like about this, before you even get in your spiel, is because I think this should have actually worked because CJ and Dane has been begging for somebody to come out there and play with him. Somebody with a name. They Carmelo, they've been begging that they dude begging Mello, to come play they with him. Everybody come out there. Nobody would come out there. They've asked Melo like five times to the point where Dame's like, I'm not even going to ask him no more. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else wants you. We're asking you to come out here, and you won't come. Now, one thing I did say the last time Melo was on the West Coast, he started a record label, so I don't know how focused he going to be. He don't really do well on the West Coast. <laughs> you ain't doing that in Portland, though. <laughs> You gonna, I, you know, it ain't nothing to do but hoop in Portland. So, I think it's gonna work, man. I think it's just what they need. The style they play, the same reason why I thought I'd work with Whiteside. They don't have a lot of demands of you on defense. They really just want you to put the ball in the basket, Terry Stouts, let you take your shot. Um, as long as you hustle, you can take your step back three. Dame and CJ, they with it. They they take turns all the time. Yep. I mean, I, I, think I, work, I like man. it. I um, I'm tired of people disrespecting Melo like this though. Like, oh, how can, how is this bum getting work? You know, it's like, because he's one of the best oh. to ever do it, and he's better than half the NBA offensively right now. So, I mean, he can still get his shot. I mean, he can still out. get buckets. The problem we, is we know damn well Melo can get buckets with the best of them. He ain't going to give you a goddamn thing on the defensive end, but. He ain't going to rebound either. 
No, I mean, he's literally doing nothing else. Uh, he ain't going to pass. He might get a couple rebounds that come close, but he ain't you going out why, of his way for shit. You know why Melo was so important pick up for Portland, though? Because they lost Nurkic, and they really don't have a way of right now to kind of slow it down. If Dame's shot ain't flowing or CJ's shot ain't flowing, they have nobody that they can really throw the ball down to down low. And CJ's been struggling this year. I mean, he's had, he, had, he had some good games lately, though. But I mean, I mean, but he's been White inconsistent. Whiteside's not, White not the low post presence that you can throw the ball down to, kind of clear out and let him do his thing. Correct. Melo will give him. Melo will give them that dynamic where they can kind of slow it down, make the defense sink in, and make it easier for Dame and CJ to get some of those outside shots. So, just randomly, I was uh, you know flipping around the league pass. I don't really keep up with the Pelicans. I don't really keep up with the Warriors. These motherfuckers weren't even throwing real pu- people uh, on the court yesterday. Okay, <laughs> they they had seven uh, players per team out. Every starter imaginable out for both teams. Come on, man, oh, what are we doing? So you wasn't uh, rocking with the Kai Bowman? I mean, the Kai Bowman against uh, Nikhil Alexander. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't even name half. The, I couldn't name past him on the Pelicans. JJ Redick wasn't playing. Jackson I mean, Hayes came for the 10 10 three blocks at Kenrich Williams out there. I mean, what's happening? I get Eric everybody's Pascal. hurt. <laughs> come on, man. I get everybody's hurt, but come on now. Yeah, man, it's kind of getting out of the Warriors, obviously. Tank. I mean, any injury that you can think of, you know, it's going to be two weeks. As soon as uh, D Lo sprained his thumb, I said, Oh, this motherfucker's going to sit out three weeks. Three weeks. He's out three weeks with a sprained thumb on the non-shooting hand. If they were in contention, he might be out two games. Sprained thumb on the non-shooting hand, and you're out three weeks? Are you shitting me? I mean, they starting. uh, They starting. uh, What's your boy Draymond Green at point guard? It's a problem. It's it's an epidemic. they're They're doing everything they can to experiment, get the team experience, and so people can say they're not tanking. But what are the Pel- what's the Pelicans doing? Like, see, and this is why I talked to you earlier. Why I don't think Zion plays this year because there's no reason to. They're- I think he. I think he's in a different situation. Like I said, I think he has to play just for for marketing, ticket sales. Even if he just plays for like Blake Griffin didn't play, Ben Simmons didn't play. We've seen a lot of number one picks that yeah, never but played. That's- that's in Philadelphia. That's in L.A. where Clippers were the second team. You got to remember, New Orleans, are they're on the verge of losing their team. That Anthony Davis thing was huge. They're going to lose the this team with or without Zion. That motherfucker's I mean, headed to Seattle one day, okay? It might not be I mean, today. Sh- might not yeah, be should. tomorrow. But the, them motherfuckers are the Seattle Pelicans. Yeah, they should. I mean, they should. And they should be. be. <laughs> I mean, you right. They should be there. I'm not going to disagree. But I'm so, saying it's still a fight for the Bensons to keep that team, and they're going to make Zion. I mean, the Bensons come for football. I ain't no way they're sitting him, man. Ain't no way the Bensons are going to let him sit the whole season. Not the moneymaker. And they already have trouble with attendance and feeling shit. Yeah, them motherfuckers already money. sold them season tickets, brother. I mean, they don't care. Nah, I'm telling you, man. They, you watch a Pelican game? Hell no. All right. Watch a Pelican's game. Even the, even with somebody big coming, them seats ain't full. <laughs> yeah, well, we know seat. that. We know they that. To, they need to get some butts in those seats, man. They ain't got no butts in those seats. You can only sell so many season ticket holders. That ain't feeling that shit up. Man, You're them boys don't, in New Orleans don't even remember who Zion is, okay? New Orleans got other problems, okay? And, and what are you looking at? You're looking at 20% of is probably from, tick, from um, season ticket holders? You're not feeling that shit up, man. You got to get Zion back on the court. Zion will be on the court this year. He is not missing the whole season. I don't know about that. So, 
uh, Andrew Wiggins has come back to life. Uh, and he's been he's been hoping lately. Now I still you and I talked about it. The the Timberwolves need to need a point guard like nobody's business. Um, but Wiggins, the young buck, Culver looks good. Um, Cat looks good. All right, I see you, New or, or Minnesota. I see you. Yeah, I like Ryan Sanders, man. Uh, coming off of Thibs, that's what I said. Thibs kind of set them back. He set them back at least two years. But now you get Ryan Saunders coming in there. He's playing with that free-flowing style. Um, he took a lot of pressure off of Wiggins. Just let Wiggins play his game. Not always fussing at him and cursing at him and taking him out and fucking up these rotations. It's just kind of set. I think the Teague injury was a blessing in disguise because you actually got to get Culver in there. Give him some ball handling duties, and he's done well. Josh Okogie's looking good. This team, I don't think this team is really ready to make noise, but I think they look a lot better than we thought they would. I mean, you take out Jimmy Butler, you take out um, Thibs, and now you got Cat really playing. I just like this offensive system where everyone looks comfortable, and they got a lot of defenders out there uh, with uh, Okogie, and they got also Kate's Diop. Um, to go with Jared Culver, Cat. I, I, I like the way this team looks. I think this is a young, up-and-coming team. I think they will be in a fight for the seventh and eighth seed all year because there's not too many teams down low. Yeah. Um, jumping around a little bit, there's some surprises. Utah, they are starting to come on, despite the fact that Mike Conley still is playing terrible basketball. Yeah, yeah he is. But even with that, they're still 8-4. and four. So, right. I mean, as as bad as he's playing, they're still winning. Um, he's coming around. I mean, he's coming around. It's just the efficiency. And I, I, I just think this it's a volume thing. He's trying to get everybody involved before he really gets himself going. And that I don't know if that's bad or good for the team. I really feel like he should get himself going and then distribute because I think Donovan Mitchell is the type of person he's going to get his shot no matter what. Right. You don't have to get Donovan Mitchell going. I mean, you can get those other guys. There's not a lot of other scorers on the team, especially in that first unit. You need to get yourself going because off the bench, they, they can get themselves going. They can do whatever they want. You need to open up the offense to make them come guard, make the defense come to the perimeter to open things up for Rudy Gobert. So I think he needs to just be more aggressive, be more relaxed with being aggressive. But he's slowly figuring out. Like I'm saying, we're only 12 games in the season. Can I tell you something? I'm sorry. I know this is random, and that's kind of how the NBA is, random. Man, I love John Morant. That dude That's is my favorite. And crazy. I just, I hope he don't get hurt because um, he's a little reckless when he goes to the rim. But that dude and he's, is. He's only like 115 pounds. Too. Yeah, he got to remember that. Okay, he's going to put some muscle on. But I like what the Grizzlies are doing, man. I, I like Ja. I like Jaron more than you do. Uh, but I like them as a whole. They still need pieces. They're a young team. But Ja. Jaws is the future, man. That dude, that dude is the next best point guard coming up. Like of that Russell Westbrook ilk, um, he's he's got to work on his jumper, but he can get to the hole at will, and he distributes very well for a young kid. Yeah, he's definitely a playmaker, and he's explosive as shit. I mean, I I really like him. I like the way he takes it to the takes it to the basket. Likes the way he finishes. Shooting is actually better than I thought. I'm not a Jaron Jackson fan. I mean, he's average to me, but I do like Brandon Clark. I like what Brandon Clark brings to the table. So yeah, like you said, the Grizzlies just need a few pieces. Uh, if they get some pieces, they can be. They 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 are building towards what they need to do. Um, Did the Suns have the number three pick? No. Oh, when they traded, uh, it would have been Kobe territory. I want to say they had like the number six pick. Can you imagine if John Morant got to that team? Yeah, they they weren't. He wasn't gonna get to him. But like I said, I think I didn't I didn't know about it. 
But I think at the end of the day, they already knew they had Rubio. So, I mean, that's one thing I want to touch on because we was real hard. We were real hard on the Suns. This offseason, we were super hard on the Suns. We were super hard on Sarver. He traded uh, TJ Warren, you know what I mean, and ended up passing on Kobe to get Cameron Johnson. They've surprised me. And the shit's kind of working. You know what I mean? I mean, they knew they had – I mean, ain't no point of drafting Kobe. I understand that if you know you got Rubio. I think they had a handshake agreement. We know how it, we know how it works in the NBA. I mean, agents kind of know where those players are going. They knew they had Rubio locked up, so they pe- traded away, traded back, got Cam Johnson. They got some outside shooting. Cam looks good, man. Uh, he I started agree. out had a, he had a rough start to the season, but – his size gives him some added versatility because he's like six seven, six eight, and he's a knockdown shooter. Um, he's been doing well, man. Kelly Oubre, that team is playing good. I'm, I'm telling you, this Suns team is not a fluke. This Suns team is real. Monty Williams got them boys playing the other day. Kelly Oubre didn't play well. Monty Williams plays no games. He benched his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put Cameron Johnson in there. Next point, next next game, Kelly Oubre came back and dropped thirty. And that's the type of shit that the Suns have been missing. Real discipline, letting those guys know, man, you got to play hard, give 100%. Um, you got people fighting for your jobs. He give Aaron Baines, adds a toughness to that team. I really like this team, and they're doing this without Aiton. And Aiton was playing excellent before he went, to, went out. I, I really love this team. Yep. I got a random one for you. Got a random question. Okay. If you could bring back any NBA player from, from era's past – to play in today's NBA. I was thinking about something. The NBA, the difference between the NBA and other sports, baseball, football, uh, whatever, is the NBA is still relatively new, right? I mean, we, we played, it started in the 40s. It didn't really reach its peak till the 80s. Then, yeah. you know, 90s, 2000s. But I, I kept going. Popularity. Right. I kept going back and forth. The more and more I think about 90s basketball and early 2000s basketball, the more I realized that shit was trash. Like games that did not involve Jordan for the most part, it's hard for me to go back and watch them because, it, especially late '90s to early 2000s, um, you know those Pat Riley Knicks or I should say Pat Riley Heat, the the like all those games that were, the Pistons teams that were ending games, you know 68 to 65, the Lakers versus the Pistons in the finals uh, in 2004, he had a game in 72 to 68. Ugh, like. Yeah. You know what I mean, like so. But they were more. There was a people liked it though because it was more. Well, style. I think it's nostalgia, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the '90s were the best. This and that. They really weren't. But if you could, the obvious answer here is probably Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Let's take Michael Jordan out of. I had a, I had a cat that I, I saw I saw this question posed on Twitter, so I wanted to pose it to you. Um, and I had a cat that said, if I wanted to watch a six 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 athletic guard shoot mid-range jumpers all day, I'd watch DeMar DeRozan. Man, I never wanted to hunt somebody down so bad in my life, man. I'm, I, I, I'm a first hey, don't, of all. Don't, don't worry, man. Uh, next year, we almost there for this Jordan 30 for 30 coming. People can realize how cold this dude was. How it's fast, crazy, how man. It's crazy to disrespect. But let's yeah. take Michael Jordan away. Right, Who would you out. want to see play in this era? Chris Jackson, no question. Chris Jackson. Damn. Uh, Mamou Abdul-Raouf. Man, that dude is 55, still, still killing these buckets cats. in the big three. You put this dude in the NBA right now, because he was playing that style back then. You throw that dude in the NBA today, and he would look like Curry. I, 
you pull you you kind of pulled one on me. I wasn't expecting that for some reason. <laughs> but who I was going to say, I want to see early. I want to see Orlando Shaquille O'Neal in today's NBA. Oh yeah, skinny Shaq. Yeah. I mean that dude. I'm convinced would average forty points a game. Be- the only yeah. the only question would be. Would will you ever see another Shaq? Because Shaq is probably shooting threes at this point. But you put that Shaq jump shot or not in today's NBA, people ain't even gonna think about Embiid or Cat. He 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 whooped some people's asses day in day out. I'm gonna tell you another one though, Hakeem. Oh Hakeem! Oh Hakeem. yeah, Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem is built for this era. Right. Hakeem would get buckets in this era. That's is that's why <laughs> when we compare eras, I. I go back and forth on on who I want to see. It's hard to compare eras because, like I said, if you if you watch basketball from the the early two thousands, mid nineties, it was almost a completely different sport. Uh, it's kind of like what college basketball is to me today. But like, man, there's so many cats, David Robinson, um, th- that you would just love to see in today's NBA. Tracy McGrady, like just a bunch of yeah. cats who uh, McGrady would have been nasty. McGrady in today's NBA. Good night, man. Where it was I don't okay to shoot twenty threes like James Harden. I mean, he was shooting like fifteen when it wasn't okay. With if you ease. put Tracy McGrady in this NBA and put him in like a James Harden role on the Rockets, oh my! Are God. you stopping him? I mean, because I I know I know James Harden gets to the basket, but he don't get to the basket like Tracy no, McGrady. It, and <laughs> you know what I mean? there's, it's it's so many cats that 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 are littered throughout history that you just forget. I think Grant Hill would be would be a killer in this day and age. I mean, there's so many dudes that like I I kind of agree with the young bucks that like I, I've come around to like I do think that we're in the best era of basketball ever from a talent I standpoint, from a product standpoint. I think that this is the best, the strongest the NBA has ever been. But man, if I could, and I don't really say that about the NFL, right? Like I don't go back and say, oh, I wish I could see Dan Marino play today. Nah, I don't. Like you know, it'd be <laughs> nice, but it ain't the same. If I could watch Jason Kidd or Gary Payton in today's NBA or Shaq in today's NBA, man, watch out. You're not trying to see Johnny Unitas? No, nah, I'm good on that. I'm <laughs> Fran Tarkenton. No, nah, I don't need to see all Frank that. Frank Tarkenton yeah. running around here like Lamar nah, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the NFL to me doesn't even translate. Like, I think Michael Irvin would just, just be okay today's NFL. Nah, like, Jerry Rice, you, I still tripping, think, would be man. that dude. Nah, you tripping. Mike, Mike's that dude. You got to remember, Mike ran with four, four, five. Mike's Was that he that dude, fast? Bro. Mike was fast. And he got, went and got jump balls. I mean, he went to Miami, bro. See, all right, but now let me ask you this. Tim Brown in today's NFL, he ain't shit. What you mean he ain't shit? He, I don't think, don't I don't think, think he, he, come on, man. Hey, at the end of the day, the one thing about, the one thing why you can't really say that in the NFL, because Jerry Rice proves it's not about pure speed, it's about route running. In any era, you still have to line up one-on-one across for those dudes, and they still going to run those routes. I mean, Tim Brown is a lot better route runner than 95% of the league right now today. Name who you want, Tim Brown's still going to eat their ass up on routes. That's probably in true. In my opinion. You know what I'm saying? My point is, I don't need to see them cats in today's NFL because I think I that. Mean, that's, that's valid. Just don't go back and start disrespecting You're right. My bad. My, my bad, you know Tim Brown. I'm a Raiders fan, and here I am talking shit like that. My bad. Okay? you just being plumb out fucking disrespectful. You're right. Man. I'm acting like one of these ESPN cats around here. Yeah, man. You trying to get some hits. All right, man. Before we get out of here, anything you want to touch on? Man, nah, man. I just, um, there's a lot of NBA teams that I'm real impressed with. I'm I'm fully on board with your Atlanta Hawks making the playoffs 
even though they struggled in the past game. They're 4-9 right now, but I think they're still built to get a little bit better. Boston has surprised me. They just got their second loss last year. I mean, last, I mean yesterday, I believe. To our Sacramento Kings. Yeah, but um, why are they playing better without De'Aaron Fox? You why know, are they playing better at box playing point guard that can hit that open jumper and Fox is just driving into the middle of the lane and getting stuck? Fox doesn't work for Luke Luke Walton's offense, man. Because the, the <laughs> thing is, with Luke, you have to have your guard to be able to shoot. That's what opens up that entire offense. Your guard can't shoot. That, all that's all that's gonna happen. Like the lane will collapse. You're gonna clog it up, and you have to be able to kick it out to shooters. I mean, yeah, that's we saw that with we saw that with Lonzo Ball. Right. The the reason that didn't work is because Lonzo can't shoot. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Luke Walton is a good coach if he has the right pieces. That Warriors offense, of course, you got Steph and Clay that can shoot it from anywhere. But now you see, like you said, with Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald, it's a different ball game with these Kings. These Kings look like a whole different team. Yeah, they wouldn't do it, but I mean, I could really benefit from putting Boggs and Buddy in the starting lineup and bringing Fox off the bench as a score. They never Can't. do it because the way they drafted Fox, but yep. I mean, that probably will work better for the system. I just don't know if. This system is best for Fox. I had high hopes for the Sacramento Kings, but Fox has not developed the jumper that you need. I mean, at best, his mid-range jumper is inconsistent like Russell Westbrook, but I, I mean, it's, it's a little worse than that. He has been knocking down the tray ball, but that's not the problem. He's not enough of a threat to really, you know, op- give the shooters the space that they need. I think a lot of this will be solved when Marvin Bagley comes back, but I'm still, still in wait-and-see mode. Another team I want to touch on real quick is the Toronto Raptors. You had them not making the playoffs. I did. And what you think Siakam, about them? I didn't expect Bex. I knew Siakam was good. I didn't know that he was going to make this leap. He's shooting at a high clip from the three point range. Um, Fred Van Fleet, Van Fleet is still balling. Um, even with Kyle Lowry going down, I mean, they really haven't missed a beat. That tells me that Nick Nurse is a really good coach and that this team is still bought in. Um, do I think Now's the championship the time could... to move Kyle Larry and just go with Fred Van Fleet, man? Yeah. I, I, well, I do it, man. I mean, when they, when are you ever gonna get something for uh, Larry? Right now, you can get something for him. I don't know what you can get from for him, but this is the time. I mean, you just signed him to a one year contract. Whatever team you trade him to has some leverage with him. They at least have another year. You get off that money. You can get some flexibility in for the off season. Start to prepare. I mean, you have Fred Van Fleet. There's no reason. Fred Fleet, OJ, Anobi, o- or whatever, Norman Powell. That's what they're running with now. Siakam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, ain't no reason to have Kyle Larry there. I mean, he was playing well when he went out, but he's not needed for this team. Personally. What What do you get for Kyle Larry though? I mean, that depends. I mean, you're not getting a lot. You're really just kind of getting cap relief, hope to get a pick out of it. I mean, if you can pull a first-round pick out of somebody, even if it's two years down the road, three years down the road, um, and then some cap relief, maybe. And what team is trading for Kyle Lowry though? Is another issue. Like, what what team needs a guard that's trading? Because I don't think he's a fit in Minnesota. Why not? I don't think he's a fit in Minnesota, nor do I think he's a fit in Milwaukee. Because, well, you're not gonna do Milwaukee because they got Eric Bledsoe. He's damn sure fit. He's exactly what Cat needs. I mean, they're struggling a point guard. They got a point guard that can knock down outside shots. This problem with 
Jeff Teague is he's not consistently hitting shots. I think I think maybe in my head I just I want Chris Paul in Minnesota so bad. Maybe because he's definitely a fit in Minnesota. That's that's exactly what they need. If Kyle Larry goes to Minnesota, Minnesota definitely makes the playoffs because he could. For whatever his fat ass is, he can control the <laughs> offense and he can knock down threes. And if you got Cat taking the pressure off of him with pick and roll, that's going to force teams to guard Cat one-on-one. And he's a difference maker. He can get all those people that can't score on their own. He can get them the ball. He can put Wiggins in a position to get easy scores. I mean, you put Kyle Lowry on that team, that Minnesota team is already good, but it becomes a difference maker. And they can probably fin- finish somewhere in the five and six range, in my opinion. Yeah, that's maybe true. Shit. The Lakers can use them. They can't afford them. But the nah, Lakers, Lakers can't sure afford can shit. Them. Lakers got what they got, okay? Because you can't trade. If, if you're the Lakers, do you trade Kuzma? Because that's your only real tradable asset, but you can't do that, right? Nah, Kuzma's a future. Right. And um, In fact, I'm looking shit. That's pretty much the only team that I could see Kyle Larry going to. I don't Minnesota? I don't think any other fit besides Minnesota. That's what I'm Unless, saying, like. Unless Orlando want to give up on the folks, but I think they they gave up a first for folks. I don't think they. And did. you know what? If you're Orlando, you ain't winning shit anyway. You'll make it to the playoffs, but you might as well sit and let Fultz develop. Aaron Gordon has turned out to be a fantastic player on both ends of the court. You've got Evan Fournier, which I mean he don't do shit, but I mean he scores. He I mean Orlando's a perfect place for Fultz to really develop and quietly. Now, I will, put I will say one thing: Fultz is a point guard. I mean they're playing him at point guard, but Fultz has a skill set to be a two. I didn't know he was that big. Like, folks, like six four, six five. I was about five, to say he's man. six five. Yeah, when I be watching him play against those other guards and the way he dunks and he gets to the lane, it's he could play off guard. Kind of like, reminds you of like what they did with Drew Holiday. I mean, Drew Holiday kind of went from that yeah. point guard to all of a sudden two guard combo guard, whatever you want to call it. Now Drew is a lot better shooter, but well, folks, yeah. folks, he's explosive. That kid can really get to the basket. I didn't know he was that explosive, and he's a very good defender. I didn't know he defended that well. I mean, still he, can't shoot a, to save his damn life, but he'll get there. Shit, I think he went. I think he went six from seven. Now that shit's ugly as fuck. <laughs> but I, I believe think he Fultz. went six from seven. I, I like folks, man. I like I th- everything folks is doing. I think if you're Orlando, you just quietly build. You got you got Vucevic, Vucevic locked down for another four years. Got uh, Jonathan Isaac. You got uh, Jonathan Isaac. Aaron Gordon. I mean, Mo Bamba. So you got. I mean, you gonna have to move somebody. Now, I, I did like the fact that I was hearing about them really being interested in DeRozan. If they get DeRozan, that's a game changer because that's really what they're looking for. I mean, Fournier's good, but he's not really a dominant scorer. No. If you could put DeRozan with Fultz and, you know, I would probably give up Mo Bamba to get DeRozan in there. And they're going to have to move either Bamba or Isaac and probably not Gordon. I mean, can't move Gordon. I wouldn't yeah, but move but you don't Gordon. move Isaac, though. Isaac, Isaac I like does. Isaac. And he's still growing. Like right yeah. now, he's like a six foot nine, six foot ten small forward. Mo so Bamba, great story. You've seen what you need to see out of him, and you kind of got a log jam at that position. Time to free. And I'm not saying Mo Bamba's bad. I just think he also needs time to develop and do that on somebody else's dime and get closer to where you need to be as a team. And I really, I really love his. I love Mo Bamba's fit in San Antonio. So I think that would be a good move for both. I don't know what it would take to make that happen. But Mo Bamba in San Antonio, I would love to see that. DeRozan in Orlando, I think that would be a, a shift. But that's all it, right, man. man. That's all I got tonight. That's what we got. Um, 
quick news and notes before we get out of here. We got a website coming your guys' way to where you'll be able to see all of our lost episodes. Uh, well, I doubt that that's true. <laughs> you, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it sounded cool. I was going to see if you were going to have my back, but clearly you don't. No. Uh, not really a pouncy, I see. Uh, you're more of a ball. Uh, I don't trust you. <laughs> you know, but we got we do have a website coming. Um, a lot of cool shit on there. You can read blogs that we write. You can listen to our episodes. You can view our YouTube channel. Uh, point to our in- Instagram. I mean, there we got a lot going on, guys. So yeah, man, um, you can check it out now. It's just got the coming soon signal. Should be up in the next week or so. Um, this is gonna be www.2smartnetwork.com. Um, you can also find us on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. Um, at the Two Smart Network, number two Smart Network is where you're gonna find most of our stuff on Instagram. Number two Smart Network, number two Smart Dummies. But yeah, man, we're trying to give you more content, more ways to access our content and make everything easier. Love it. All right, man. That's it. That's all. Peace. Peace.